Welcome to the Nerd Dungeon Podcast, where we explore the various catacombs of media and entertainment. I'm your dungeon guide, Fance Meldrith, and today we're going to be looking into the DC Universe's new Batman film, The Batman. The star of this Batman film is Robert Pattinson, and while I was hoping to get another Batfleck film, uh, Robert Pattinson actually just doesn't disappoint in this movie at all. He's also co-starring alongside Zoe Kravitz, a man by the name of Jeffrey Wright, and also Andy Serkis, who looks familiar, but I can't really place him in anything that I've seen him in. But that's besides the point. This Batman movie is, like most, set in the city of Gotham, and the synopsis for this is essentially... When a sadistic serial killer begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. And so the main actors in this Batman film are, uh, well, for one, Batman himself, but also Catwoman, Carmine Falcone, and the Riddler. There's also another character in here who I think is the Penguin. But don't quote me on that. It's been a minute as of this recording from when I last saw this film. So I'm really kind of working off of memory this time around. But definitely the key players are... You know what? Yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, the guy kind of gave off a lot of Penguin vibes. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to go with that that guy was the Penguin. So the main characters are the Batman, the Riddler, Catwoman, Carmine Falcone and the penguin before he actually becomes the penguin as well as commissioner gordon and i think this is actually before he becomes commissioner himself yeah because in imdb he's listed as lieutenant james gordon instead of commissioner gordon and so really kind of getting into like the the nitty-gritty of where the story is starting at and kind of where it's going based off of a lot of different context clues it looks like Batman hasn't been Batman for a long time. There are a lot of things that happen in this film that kind of make me think or that kind of remind me of like a year one style Batman, but not even really that. He's been around long enough that people know who he is and that he's a very prominent figure and also to the point where he's even got his own bat signal. So he's been around for a few years, but he's still... There seem to definitely be a lot of things he still hasn't done yet, or it appears that there are certain situations where he's kind of facing these specific scenarios for the first time. I don't want to get in too deep because I don't want to get too deep into spoilers here, but I might save that for later. I might go into some spoilers when talking about certain scenes that I liked later on, uh, but for now I'm going to try to keep this spoiler free. But really kind of the Batman that we get is one who is still very much incognito, but then that also reflects in his persona of Bruce Wayne, who is still very much a recluse, little standoffish, but very, yeah, so for lack of a better term, Batman seemed to just be a very, uh, well, Batman, dark, brooding, the I constantly want to work alone type at least for now until he ends up working with others going forward through this film. But he doesn't really want to or feels the need to really interact with the city of Gotham on a personal level. If he's not out 
patrolling the city of Gotham. He is back in his cave, working out clues to mysteries, working on his gear, and possibly even training. Although we don't see a lot of that in this. It's, it's definitely heavily implied, just the way his body's structured, uh, the injuries he's received shows that he's been doing this for a little bit. He just hasn't, he's still very much a vigilante, not yet the hero. And I'm gonna get to what I mean to that in a moment. But like I said, he is loner then upon dealing with a number of murders that are occurring through the city leads him to a club where he inadvertently ends up meeting uh, Zoe Kravitz's character, Selena Kyle, who ends up revealing herself to be Catwoman. And it's through this connection where he tries to get her help and get in contact with someone that she knows that will help lead to whoever is committing these murders that are happening throughout the city. This partnership then furthers the investigation and ultimately leads to the involvement of the Falcone family, uh, specifically with interactions with Carmine Falcone. And like I said, this individual who is cast as the Penguin. Yes, he was played by Colin Farrell. That's who I was trying to remember. Yeah, so the Penguin seems to be working under Carmine Falcone throughout the series. And this connection leads to meeting Selena Kyle, which eventually leads back into the Falcone business. And as things begin to unfold, you see the essentially the convoluted web that is the corruption of Gotham City. Uh, one of the things that really kind of sticks out to me is the the scenery and the Gotham aesthetic. Say what you want about like what you actually think about the movie itself. This every scene in Gotham felt like Gotham to me. It was like this weird mix of like a a world that was like behind the times, but then technology wise was up to the times. There were parts of Gotham that looked like it hadn't really been updated or treated in any way. Like the place just looks dirty, crungy, and it looks like there are a lot of old style buildings, old style, just old style different locales that really sets the precedent that Gotham has been around a while and that there are just some places that aren't touched just purely based off of how dangerous they are. I guess one of the things that really kind of came to mind when I was first looking at some of these scenes was uh, the 90s Batman the Animated Series. The city gave me that kind of vibe where it was just like, on one hand, it looks kind of like old noir-ish style, but at the same time, you know, they've got trains, people are, you know, watching color TV. Batman has a lot of technologically advanced gear like um like those contacts that double as cameras and so i just i like that mash up of things it felt very much like gotham to me this entire aesthetic of the city screamed gotham next i want to kind of talk about uh the writing overall narratively speaking i don't think the writing was bad i think a lot of the I think a lot of the intricacies of the writing really focused more so on the rich white people are the real villains in this thing. I'm just saying all of this in air quotes. Um, it's reflected in how Selena Kyle views the city of Gotham, how a lot of other characters move in terms of 
No, I, I'm gonna take that one back. It's mostly, we mostly get that animosity towards the wealthy from Selena herself. She is very much the, the spoke person of that process of thought. Well, her and the Riddler, and and it kind of bleeds into a lot of other different scenes and how a lot of other people act. I think there's also a uh, a politician in here who is like a, a a newbie, I guess, in the political field who's trying to make change happen in the city. She is also of the same mindset, and that's fine. That opinion is a fine one to have, I guess, but it seemed more like they were kind of like beating people over the head with it. In a way, I don't know how to really explain it too well, but it came up so much. It was a, it was a lot of telling, not showing, and it kind of came up so much. I kind of really wanted to roll my eyes a bit, especially when she, uh, when she or when Selena Kyle herself would bitch to Batman about it, and then the subject of Bruce Wayne would come up, and it's just like, how are you gonna talk shit about the guy when you're right in front of him, and then at the same time you have some visual attraction to the guy himself. Not that she knew who he was, but it was just one of those very ironic moments. And so really kind of, it seemed the core theme of this series was injustice and not really a lack of control the people have of their own city, but more so of the absolute control those with money and power seem to have over the city itself. Which again is a fair take, especially since Gotham is the personification of what that is. Even when you think about a lot of its uh, villains and a lot of its major issues. In the comics, there's literally an entire secret club or organization called the Court of Owls that are just a bunch of the wealthy of Gotham pulling the strings behind the scenes. But aside from that, and aside from that, my little nitpick of the writing there, the acting really kind of sold it for me. Like I said, I had problems with a lot of the telling and not showing of that aspect of the plot, but the way Zoe Kravitz really kind of sold herself as Catwoman, she definitely had a personal stake. It felt like she had a personal stake in it. Uh, the guy who was playing the Riddler had a very, I guess, blanket-wise overall. One of the things I like about Batman is the fact that a lot of this stuff, at least within the city of Gotham, the things that happen are personal to some degree. You can break down anyone's uh, backstories in Gotham. There is like some very deep-rooted personal uh, situations that have led them to the the lives that they currently live. Uh, Selena Kyle in this, she is a, she works at one of uh, Carmine Falcone's clubs as like a, as you know, one of the hostesses. And then her mother used to dance there. Like she used to be a dancer in I guess one of the more secret areas of that club. And she really kind of like fell into her mother's footsteps. The Riddler, he had very close ties to being abandoned or feeling like being abandoned by the city itself. And he really kind of takes that out on who he believes are the, the perpetrators or the culprits of his own misery. And then there are people that support him and that really kind of like egg him on to do the things that he does. Then I kind of want to talk about the guy who was playing uh, Lieutenant James Gordon, Jeffrey Wright. He was also a really good depiction of Gordon. He was, 
he did a very good job of of portraying towing the line between doing his job as a cop and trying to support a guy that he knew was trying to do good and to see him you know struggle with trying to maintain that balance was very interesting and entertaining to see it was one of the things that kept me on the edge of my seat throughout the movie and it's this is one of those films where not a lot of action happens throughout but the the tenseness really comes from the suspense of the situation or the i guess the intensity of the situation itself um unlike a lot of past batman movies that were more so action more so campy uh this one was a genuine mystery and we don't actually see a lot of that in the batman films those are more so things that are shown in the comics that are more show that are more so shown in particularly the batman animated series as well as was that batman beyond a lot of the animated stuff goes out of the way to really show batman's more detective side and i appreciated that this movie or that this movie went out of its way to do that anything else i want to talk about here i guess i kind of want to talk with some specific stuff i talked about catwoman's beef with beef with the rich oh yeah so i uh so moving on earlier i was talking about batman and how long it seems that he was in gotham or how long bruce wayne has been acting as batman in gotham and it's really kind of hard to discern whether or not he's been there for years a couple of years a year but we know he's been around long enough to one have a bat signal two have rapport with james gordon three have people shit themselves when they see him and four have it that when the bat signal goes up people just fucking scatter so from there i kind of want to talk about batman's influence in gotham it seems like and this is one of the reasons why i am thinking he hasn't been around long because when he appears even the people that he tries to save look on him in fear batman at least from what i remember going up he had villains fear him but he was also the type of person that had regular citizens have faith or feel relieved at his presence he was hated by the cops he was hated by the criminals but he wasn't although he wasn't necessarily loved by the citizens he definitely wasn't hated by them either or feared by them and there are a couple scenes where batman shows up and he's in the presence of regular citizens where people are like afraid of him. And it really kind of shows that and a lot of the other actions that he takes shows that he has been trying to clean up Gotham or clean up Gotham's criminal situation with an iron fist and basically through fear alone. And that has influenced a lot of people in the ways that I've just described, but it has also emboldened others to do what is essentially what they think is what he does and that leads to people acting as villains but believing that they're heroes in a way and it's him it's bruce wayne it's batman facing these situations and coming to the question of how do i want to be viewed 
by the people? Do I just do I just want to instill fear or do I want to do something more, be something more with this Batman persona? And I think that is like Bruce Wayne and Batman's overarching narrative in this film. And it was a very interesting and good way to depict that, especially seeing how things end. It very much feels like Gotham, as a result of the events of this movie going forward, are just going to get darker and more dangerous. Uh, from there, I also kind of want to talk about the Wayne's influence on Gotham, as well as Bruce's struggle with his past. So in the film, it is revealed that Bruce Wayne's family, or at least his father specifically, wasn't just like a, a doctor. He was also working as a politician, or at least trying to run as a politician. And he was doing a lot of good things for the community, but then... Going into a little bit of spoilers here, it appears that one of the Riddler's grievances is the fact that he was an orphan at an orphanage Thomas Wayne had opened and donated and or donated to. Um, but upon his death, a lot of the money that he was raising or collected to help out that orphanage ended up disappearing. And it is believed through the Riddler that a lot of that money was embezzled at the hands of Thomas Wayne himself for the sole purpose of covering up this secret about his wife and her side of the family. And this kind of hits Bruce Wayne pretty hard as he tries to figure out what the purpose of his his vengeance is for. Because like I was saying before, he had been instilling a lot of fear and a lot of what he does comes from he doesn't want the chaos that took his family away to happen ever again. But if the chaos was something that his parents were also a part of, it made him question a lot of different things, specifically his reason for being at that moment because you a lot of people that like batman kind of know that his main reason for being stems from his parents death and if the things that he's doing for the sake of the parents that are no longer here are effectively meaningless then his life by extension is kind of meaningless and it's not really implied that that's the case but it really kind of it made me question that and you saw that Bruce Wayne, Batman himself, was really kind of questioning, questioning that as this revelation had hit him. And then that also really kind of stems into where Carmine Falcone comes in, because it is Carmine Falcone who had that direct connection to Thomas Wayne. And it kind of brings into question again how corrupt Thomas Wayne really was back when he was alive. And it's through discovering this and kind of overcoming these truths of his past that helps propel him forward in the story by the third act. Man, I'm really kind of just rambling on right now. I don't... what else can I talk about here? Yeah, I've got almost nothing left in my notes here, but I do want to go back before I just end this off. Going back to the whole mystery aspect 
of this show. I, like I said, I really enjoyed the fact that they made it a mystery, but some of the things I specifically liked are just how, how he kind of went about solving the crimes. Seeing him walk into a room filled with cops at a crime scene and having him look through, use the contacts in his eyes to kind of record things. That way he's not actually taking evidence, but he's able to look at it in the moment and then also record his interactions with it and come back to it later back in his bat cave to review different things as well as using that very same technology to have selena kyle kind of go through the club that she worked at and try to uncover information from some of the would-be victims of the riddler's crime spree a lot of that was very interesting is one of the major things that piqued my interest and held my interest throughout the series i was i've never been a huge mystery reader but the way that mysteries portrayed in tv shows and films i've always been interested in and and yeah i don't know what else to say i don't have a lot of words to really describe how invested i was in figuring out not just who the riddler was but what his motivations were what his end game was and how all of that played into the the fate of gotham overall and if you haven't seen this movie yet i highly recommend it i think it's still currently running in theaters and if you don't have time or you don't want to go to the theater it's showing on hbo max right now and even if you don't have hbo max watch it how you can i think it's definitely worth the watch especially if you are into mysteries if you are a fan of batman definitely take the time to check it out i'm gonna leave this here hopefully you guys enjoyed yourselves with me i'm gonna go ahead and take my leave and hopefully i'll run into you again soon